right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. It's been a while since we've uh, recorded one of these. We've had a busy couple of months with uh, wrapping up summer. Um, we had a lot of writing to do, a lot of events to attend, and here we are, December 5th. Not much bike riding now. It's no. full ski season, now that unfortunately. It's, it's podcast season. That's true. That's true. That's a <laughs> good Although thing. there was a lunch ride yesterday. Right? There was. It's full podcasting season now. It's snowing. Looks like Western China outside, according to Kevin. <laughs> All right. Um, today on the podcast, we have with us in the lovely Envy Recording Studio, a special guest, Mr. Scott Nilsson, who is our VP of R&D and oversees all of our engineering and product development efforts. So say hello, Scott. Hey, how's it going? And uh, also the godfather of gravel himself, Mr. Neil Shirley. Hello. And our, are you um, the single speed world champion in any nah. way, shape, or form? <laughs> Did you win any awards there? So AJ survived. survived. AJ survived the single speed world championships, which were just held down in Southern Utah recently. And, um, I think he managed to finish the race with most of his clothes still on. No, no. Yeah, you lost your shirt somewhere yeah. out there. And you didn't get any hepatitis or any other diseases in the trailer, so that's, that's, that's huge. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Scott, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and just give her your, this is the first time you've been on the podcast, so everybody else who comes on the show gets to introduce themselves and tell a little bit about their journey that led them to Envy. So. But. Don't go too deep. Like we've had people go back to like elementary school and when the first time they learned how to ride a bike, we don't, nobody cares about any of that. So, <laughs> so back when I was 12, <laughs> we, we've had that before. Really? So let's, uh, well, I won't bore you with the details. Just, you know, but I was the kid that was riding big wheels on the mountain bike when my friends were on BMX bikes. So I got teased a lot for that. You were a visionary. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, Scott Nelson, I, I manage, I like to think of myself as the cat herder envy we have a lot of creative people a lot of creative engineers and and a lot of times it feels like you're herding cats but uh it's it's a lot of fun no but i uh, i've been at envy for seven years and um we've done pretty much everything here and uh, for before envy i worked for trek bicycle for 10 years and there i did everything from composites engineering to managing some of the development groups so i love love bikes i love riding bikes i I get really grouchy if I don't ride a bike. So, yes, we all share that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we all share that commonality. <laughs> Our wives appreciate it. Um, okay, perfect. So today we are going to this this podcast is this episode is going to be dedicated to a deep dive into a new product that we recently launched, and we broke the Envy website in, you know the cycling internet for a hot minute with it, and that is our Envy air pressure station. And uh, I don't know, Neil, why, why did this cause so much drama in the world of cycling? I think because it's a, oh, it's kind of a new, it's a new product. Um, no one else has anything, at least in the bike industry, quite like it. And, you know, price is always, is always part of that too. So uh, with the, the retail price of it, I think people just, they don't maybe, they don't understand what, what it is, what it what it's capable of, um, and kind of some of the uses. So everyone likes to jump on the comment section and, uh, you know, put their opinion out there. 
Yeah, we love opinions. Yeah, yes, so <laughs> everybody's got one, right? Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a it's a new product to the bike industry. Uh, definitely not a new product in the world, and it's um, I w- you know I wouldn't go so far as to say it's any sort of like radical innovation. I mean, it's a very it's a very cool product, and what what the innovation side of it is finding the application to be so useful and meaningful to a cyclist. So, what is this product? Um, and what's the price? We'll just get it out of the way. It's a $750 automatic inflator. Uh, it does not include a compressor and it is expensive for a variety of reasons. And the number one being its ability to accurately deliver or consistently deliver accurate tire pressure thousands of times over. Um, it is an industrial unit made for commercial applications. And when we, um, and, and that's why this unit was attractive to us. So what is it? Like I said, it's an automatic inflation device. It can inflate your tires to within half a percent of a PSI accurately every time. Um, it's very portable. It can be um, connected to a compressor or bottled air, so a nitrogen tank or something like a scuba tank. Um, and, you know, it's not necessarily designed or intended to compete at in the aftermarket with floor pumps, um, as many, you know, immediately draw the comparison, you know, we're not looking to put, uh, brands making high end floor pumps out of business. This, this product is something that we came to understand and appreciate the, the value of, um, through using it. And it's nothing we actually sought out particularly as a brand to, meaning we never wrote a product brief saying we're going to create an automatic inflator that's going to be super expensive and that nobody is going to see any value in. Um, it's a product that came into being because, uh, we started using a version of it and quickly became addicted to it. And we saw immediate use cases, um, especially specifically at an, on the event side. Um, and all of this started because we saw in the world, the need for more, for the conversation around tire pressure to become more consistent and level across all of, all of cycling. Um, so here at Envy, we make mountain wheels, road wheels, triathlon wheels, um, fat bike wheels. And especially in the mountain bike side of things, we have uh, rim widths and volumes that range from 25 millimeters up to 85 millimeters. So there's a lot of different, tire volumes that we're, we're dealing with. And, um, you know, the aftermarket or most, most people are still coming around to understanding how volume plays into, or, or how, how the volume of their will and tire system plays into their actual operating ride pressure. Uh, on the tires themselves, there's printed tire pressures that are, have nothing to do with recommended riding pressures, so to speak, many times. Um, and then there's wheels with max tire pressures, and then people have floor pumps and a variety of different inflation devices, none of which read the same pressure. And then there's just many customers that as they've slowly evolved their bikes and their wheels, they've gone up in tire volume and they've never evolved their tire pressures. And so we get calls from customers all the time as it ranges from tubeless setup to warranty issues or whatever, where tire pressure often becomes the subject or the topic of conversation. And it's really hard when you're on the phone with somebody and they're telling you they run one pressure, 
you don't really know what that tire pressure is because what we've seen with floor pumps in the world um, is you can have the same model pump from a singular brand and have tire pressures range as much as be off by as much as 10 to 15 PSI across, uh, you know, four different pumps. Um, and so it's really hard to, to sort of know when a customer calls and said, well, I inflated a tire to your, I was, I was at your rims max PSI or as below it. Um, but the tire blew off the rim maybe. So, well, what's, what pump, what inflation device are you using? And, you know, maybe that reads off by 10. So were they really at the max PSI? We don't really know. And so it's, these are just topics that come up and sort of drove us to really start thinking about a year and a half ago, two years ago, probably two years ago now, really diving into tire pressure and what the inflation experience needs to be for a customer. And I think this is a good jump off point, Scott, for you to kind of talk about how we, how we arrived at this product. You bet. So I, I, I really like some of the details you pointed out in, we do a lot of field testing. And so we'll go out and um, take wheels. We'll go out and do a mountain bike test. We'll do a road bike test and, it always takes a few laps on the on the test track to finally tune in what your tire pressure should be because you're typically used to your pump at home, and so now you're using a pump that you're not familiar with. So we saw that need early on. And um, in our relationship with some of our sister companies uh, through Armor Sports, um, we, we have a great relationship with Wilson Sporting Goods. And um, as you know, they were, they were involved in the deflate gate, right? And so providing inflation solutions to ensure that footballs were all pumped up to the accurate pressure so nobody would, had an unfair advantage. And Wait, we're talking to cyclists here. Does, nobody even knows what football is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going <laughs> to go back, go back so, okay. a little bit here. <laughs> let me re- so let me just, just so you guys are aware, we're going to talk about ball sports for a few <laughs> minutes. Um, we have a football in our office, and, and I think we throw it just to get people's attention when they uh, when they're not listening, but um, so through Wilson we we learned about this inflation system, and had uh, an opportunity to build a relationship with this company that had created this inflation system for footballs, and through that relationship um, came to have a prototype inflation system in in our R and D lab where we were inflating tires. And what was interesting to me was to see, um, on the days where we have lunch rides, the the line that queues up in front of the inflation, our inflation system. Um, instead, and there's pumps sitting right next to it and, and everybody's lined up waiting to use the inflation system to, to pump up their tires because they know they're going to get an accurate tire pressure. They know that they can trust, trust that tire pressure. And tire pressure is, is key, right? I think if you think about performance on a bike, if you think about whether you're, whether you ride mountain bikes or road bikes, gravel bikes, Tire pressure is the key to having a great experience on your bike. And with this, this system, we all became addicted to knowing and having that confidence that when we inflated our tires, we were getting the tire pressure that we wanted. And in some cases, it made us realize that what we thought our tire pressure was, was really different. Um, and, and it really helped us gain great insight into to accurate tire pressure, which has driven a lot of what we've been talking about over the last year. So I think the other, I mean, I, I guess that there's a convenience element to this device that I think really is what caused the addiction to it. Um, you know, we, like Scott mentioned, we, we brought, the device was delivered to us as something for us to test and use in the um, test lab. It wasn't something we requested. We had it brought in 
um, based on some other developments we were doing around tire pressure um, and things with the wheel. And this, at the end of the day, ended up being the thing that everybody used the most and saw the most practical application of in their daily lives. Because before this, the process was floor pump to digital gauge. So small, portable, you know, your $20, $20, whatever brand, digital gauge, that was the process, right? Use the floor pump, doesn't matter which one, and then grab. So it's a, it's a two-step process per wheel, um, which was replaced by a one-step process where you connect an air chuck, which automatically, you know, in the, air, in the inflation station, automatically inflates tire front tire to the pressure you describe. And in the meantime, you're in the back taking the, you know, loosen the valve stem so that you can then, or loosening the opening the valve core so that you can then clip the air check to the rear. And it was just, it's a streamlined, um, very efficient process that takes out that secondary step of, of, um, having to use a digital pressure gauge. Yeah. Um, so it was from there that we then realized, Hey, you know what? Like, this is really cool. It's convenient. Um, it's something that we can, you know, it's, it's modular enough and portable enough that we can probably begin to incorporate this into our event strategy because more than anything, and as, as was, as been mentioned, you know, we, and Scott, you can attest to this, but our engineers labor meticulously over the smallest details in a will. Um, you know, there's, times where we're spending days and days trying to figure out, you know, the numerous prototypes to find, you know, get five, 10 grams out of a wheel to hit a weight target to, and also pass, you know, the impact and strength requirements of that product. And then to have somebody go out and have an experience on a wheel that is um, compromised because of running the wrong tire pressure is just not, not the experience we want consumers to have because basically from mountain to road, the ride experience is, can be completely defined by, um, running too much tire pressure. I mean, some, it's not, it's fairly often that we hear from a new to envy or new to carbon wheel customer, uh, call us up saying, you know, I, I got these M series mountain wheels and they are super harsh and ride really stiff. And as the conversation progresses, it usually turns to tire pressure. And what do you learn? Well, you learn that that guy is coming off of a, um, an aluminum rim that had a 20 millimeter internal, maybe sometimes less 17, 17, 19, 19 <laughs> what? Yeah. Like 20 narrow 23 millimeters. And they were running 30 PSI in that wheel. And when they went up to their 35 millimeter, you know, M series wheel with a two five tire on it, they just ran, they decided they were just going to pump it up to 30 PSI as well. And the result is obviously a rock hard tire that is going to ride stiff and harsh and not inspire confidence. And so, you know, there's an education element and more than anything, what we saw the opportunity with this air pressure station was, was to have conversations about tire pressure. Um, and we started taking them to events and, you know, Neil, you can tell us a little bit about, you know, what we saw when we started, when we, when we figured out, Hey, if we take these to events, you know, we should be able to have these conversations about tire pressure more naturally. Yeah. I think sea otter, this year was the first time that we had um, basically the the unit that's now essentially for sale. So a small portable unit. We had, I think we had three or four set up in our booth at Sea Otter. And one of the days we had uh, Rebecca Rush come in and lead a gravel ride. And before it, you know, we kind of gave her 
a rundown on what, you know, what the pressure station was all about. And she fell in love with it right away. And so she gave a little talk, you know, beginning at the beginning of the ride to everyone about her, her air pressure that she uses and how, how much it affects the ride. And we got everyone to, you know, check their air pressures. You know, we've, uh, we have a, um, tire pressure guide, um, that's online now, I guess kind of started working on it almost two years ago. Is that about right? Yeah. Probably it's been a working progress to timing with this, but basically a tire pressure guide based on rim volume, tire volume, or, you know, rim width, tire volume, rider weight. Um, and we have it for road mountain and gravel. And so at the event we had it broken down. So everyone, it was amazing seeing everyone looking at finding their ideal pressure and then using this the station to figure it out. And like what you're saying, Jake, the, the education that came from it and the discussions we had with people who had really no idea what tire pressure they had. Maybe they had, you know, 45 PSI in the front, um, 40 in the rear, like just, they, they don't know. They just kind of pump it up. So, you know, it wasn't that we're trying to sell these, these pressure stations to these people. It just opened their eyes to what you can do with dialing in your tire pressure. And then basically since sea otter, we we've had these at every single event from mountain to road to gravel events. And they've been just, I mean, we can't even keep enough air. Yeah. You know, we're, we're changing out at uh, Kona this year. You know, we're changing out the bottles every day because just it's a line of people coming through. It's a real, Kona was a real eye opener for me. And just uh, working with the triathletes, looking at their tire pressures and, and having them question what they've done forever, right? You have these triathletes that have been racing for years and coming to the MV booth and, and talking to us about their tire pressure and almost in, in a state of disbelief of like, are you sure I can run a tire pressure that's not 130 PSI, you know? And it uh, it's great because it really helps helps us to, to help our customers have a, a better experience on their bike and perform at a level that they they haven't been able to because of, of tire pressure. And, and uh, so running the right tire pressure has made a lot of difference for people. Kona was special because we printed the wrong tire pressure chart. So the tire pressures were all about like <laughs> five to 10 PSI lower than the column that was supposed to be printed. So we even had more interest and questioning come over. But again, it was really, it was a great opportunity. Scott pointed this out to me in my panic of we printed the wrong tire pressure chart. I think it was perfect. <laughs> I've never seen I mean, We had people asking what tire to you know, what tire pressure to run on wheels that weren't even envy. Like yeah. it really demonstrated the fact that we were touching on something that is important and that, that needs to be addressed. And, and I think uh, we've taken the steps through engineering, marketing, through consumer engagement to really help people understand. I think there's a lot more we can do. Well, I think, you know, the, Cycling is, is at such an interesting spot because, you know, mountain bikers have been on tubeless forever, but now with like the gravel segment continuing to grow and then what's happening on the road with road tubeless and higher volume tires, it's like people are having to think about tire pressure that, you know, where they never had to consider it before, you know, what, yeah. what you need to do to your, your pressure when you go from a 25 C tire to a 28 or a 32 if you're going to go do like Belgian waffle ride or, you know, how you, 
you know, just how you compensate when you go from a tube tire to tubeless, what you can do. So yeah. it's really been such a great opportunity to open up the discussion. Well, it was, it's interesting because one of the, I, I kind I gained some perspective at Kona this year. If you think about where people's impression or understanding of tire pressure has come from, um, it, it really comes from early in the days of road, right? Where we're running a, a 15 or a 17 millimeter internal tire, and maybe it's a 21 or a 19 C tire. And with that small of a tire, that small of volume, you're going to have to run 120 to 130 PSI. And I think since those days, that's just continued, right? And, and as we've increased in volume and increased in rim width, um, the, there's a necessity to change and really understand what the correct tire pressure is. And I think with the inflation station, with a lot of the things that we've done recently, it's highlighted um, a, new, a new opportunity for people to have more comfort better rolling resistance um, and more speed in, in what they do, how they ride. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's that's the goal, right? Right is <clears throat> delivering a ride experience defined by confidence because when you have confidence, you will ride faster, and that's ultimately the goal. I mean, I don't know. For me, you know, it's faster equates to more fun, and I think that's the case for anybody. I mean, self-fulfillment, going faster, progressing, um, all of that is so heavily tied to tire pressure and, you know, wheel technology. Like, can I ride this speed without pinch flatting? Um, you know, and all this stuff coming together to make this better ride experience. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, we took these, we took these units to events and inevitably over the year, we inflated thousands of tires. Um, and over that course of time, you know, I'd say, we had, you know, five, 10 people per event kind of start inquiring about, can I purchase one of these units? How much would it cost? We were not, we weren't bashful about quoting the price that they were going to run. And honestly, in the beginning, we were, we were really skeptical about the price of the unit itself. Like we looked at it and we said, we, we're not going to be able like this, this is a really cool unit. Can we actually sell these to in the aftermarket? Is that really the goal? And ultimately we decided, no, it's, you know, it, Yes, we can sell them to some. It's not really the ultimate goal of the product. The product is for having conversations around tire pressure and delivering a service at events that we attend. Um, but in a quest, knowing how cool the product was, we did go out into the world and do our due diligence in terms of like, okay, is, are there cheaper alternatives? And we, in the, over the course of the last year and a half, we have purchased and used nearly every inflation um, device under the sun everything from automatic inflators to the ones you can, you know, stuff you can carry in your pocket, you know, different CO2s, uh, handheld inflators from, you know, your Home Depot and Lowe's that we've added really cool pressure gauges to. And all these units are, you know, serve different purposes, but ultimately, and honestly, you know, a unit that many of our um, astute uh, critics on the interweb have pointed out, you can buy a similar unit online for fraction of the price of what this unit is. We have bought those units. We've tried those units. And the difference between those units and this unit is simply the speed and the accuracy at which it consistently delivers tire pressure. So many of the less expensive units that you can buy on Alibaba or Amazon or whatever, they, they work, but not for a long time. Um, and they, for our needs where we have a commercial application where we're literally inflating thousands of tires throughout the course of a season, 
Um, and then in the case of here at Envy, we're, you know, we have group rides that range from, you know, five to 20 people on any given day. And if all 20 people, that's, you know, 40 inflations a day. This is the only unit that consistently managed the accuracy um, over time. And it did so at a speed that was addicting. The other units that we used that were much cheaper don't replace the process of a floor pump and a digital gauge. Like you plug it in and by the time it did its thing and it thought and it got through its inflation, you know, calibration process, you could have used a floor pump with a digital gauge. And so these are the nuances that um, we've vetted out that a lot of people don't understand when they just yeah. see it's an air pressure station at 750 bucks and you can buy one for the same exact thing for 150 bucks. Not exactly true. A lot of those are, are made for automotive. So it's really for automotive inflation. And uh, there's a couple of features that I love with our inflation device. Um, one is the um, being able to go and seat a tubeless tire. Um, so you go and mount your tire, make sure you have your sealant in there. You hit a button and it, and it does it for you. And instead of sitting there with, you know, trying to pump a hundred miles an hour, um, you can hit the button. It seats your tubeless tires. And, and another thing that is awesome too, is if, as people have questioned like, Hey, what tire pressure should I run? I can take my phone and I can, uh, I can scan the side of the tire pressure station and, and pull up our tire pressure chart. So people can look at, Hey, where, where should I be? And where should I, what tire pressure should I be running? And so there's, there's a lot of unique, um, features that you just can't find anywhere. Yeah. A lot of people have pointed out that, you know, any compressor can set my tire up tubeless. I mean, that's, that's an area of, it's really, that's really a benefit that I'd say even falls outside of really the typical envy experience. I mean, we've done a lot of work to ensure that, you know, most of our wheels set up tubeless with a floor pump without the, you know, rapid, <laughs> pumping action required with, but you know, it's, it's generally fairly simple to do and uh, very rare as a compressor required. Um, but the difference between what this air pressure station gives you for setting up a tubeless tires compared to a standard compressor is that it delivers air in a metered fashion so that, and it prevents you from overinflating on accident. Yeah. Um, so it's, it gives just enough air to seat the tire and it knows as soon as it gets any back pressure from the tire, it knows, okay, I can back off now and inflate to the desired pressure that the user is um, calculated into the, into the device. And as Scott was mentioning the, as a, as a matter of convenience um, for quick access to our tire pressure chart, it has an NFC tag on the side, which is for those that don't know, it's near field communication. It's, it's a, it's a low frequency signal that you can basically run your, you run your, your smartphone by it. Most, you know, all new iPhones and most Android devices uh, will read NFC. You just scan it and it will pull up the, the page where um, our tire pressure charts are at. If your phone doesn't have that technology or, you, you know, and you're not going to buy this unit, you should still uh, check out our tire pressure chart, which you can find at nv.com slash tire pressure. And at that, on that page, you'll read about tire pressure, how we came to the pressures that we did. There's, we, we take into account via an algorithm, the surface you're riding on the weight, your weight as a rider. And it's really just intended to be a jump off point. These are not, uh, 
the definitive set in stone pressures that you must ride. Um, it's simply to put you in the ballpark of where you should ride as it relates to the tire volume and rim width that you're on. Yeah. And I think too, if you're, if you're currently running at a higher tire pressure and you want to try lower pressures, it should be something you, you do a little bit at a time. So, you know, look at the tire pressure recommendations we have at mb.com and, and then as you start to ride in your, in your, um, in your next ride, maybe lower it five to 10 PSI and, and see what that feels like and, and find out what works best for you. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, at, at so many events this year, you're at dirty cans and you tell someone, well, you don't really need 60 PSI in your 42 C tires, but you know, let's, you know, let's not bring you down to 35 maybe or 30 where we would, we would recommend like come down gradually and test it at home. So you have confidence in these tire pressures before you do some massive change. I'm going to go ahead and say, if you're running 60 PSI in a 40 C tire, <laughs> let's go for a massive change. <laughs> You'll thank us. Yeah. yeah. We can cut that in half and then yeah. keep going probably. <laughs> so I don't, what, Neil, what would you say? Who, who would you say that an air pressure station is for? And that's the question we've kind of had to answer on and off here. Yeah. I would say, I mean, well, for one, like all of our, you know, like Cannondale factory racing team, you know, as soon as we, as soon as we told them about this, they're like, you know, we need to couple these units for the service course and our, uh, our rig in Europe. But on the consumer side, um, I mean, there's, there's the guy with the dialed in garage that wants, wants this to be able to mount on his wall. Um, and just the ease and simplicity of it. Um, you know, the guy that has the, you know, the van life and kind of super decked out rig, perfect setup for that. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that there's, there's, there's a handful of, you know, consumer types that are, that are interested in it. And as we've seen at the events, it's kind of, we've been, we've been surprised with kind of the cross section that we've seen that are inquiring how they can get their hands on it. I would say anybody who wants repeatable, accurate tire pressure, right? I mean, people who are looking for more predictability and how you're bike performs uh i think that's that's a perfect perfect addition to 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 that that customer yeah where where convenience is king yeah you know we're certainly not saying this is the only way you can achieve it but for somebody that wants those things in as convenient delivery as possible this is you know unprecedented as far as uh, air pressure goes sure um Man, I think that pretty much covers it. Anything else we need to talk about? Should we sign off? Call call it a show? It's a good show. I like it. <laughs> you bet. Thanks. All right, everybody. So check out um, NB.com. You can see the air pressure station on the website, see more of the details. And, you know, don't take our word for it. Stop by one of our NB ride centers. So these are our premier dealers. You should have one in your neighborhood. Or come see us at the next event we're at and give one of these things a try for yourself, you know? If you don't want one for your garage, we're happy to let you use it anytime we're around. So uh, this is it from the Inside Envy podcast for today. We'll catch you next time.